Hello and welcome back. Um, I'm a little late in recording this. I I don't know. The days are blending together, so it's Thursday morning instead of uh, Wednesday afternoon, evening. But hopefully you are doing well and life is continuing. I uh, have been doing this dis- distance learning thing and reading books and hanging out with the family. And I thought, you know what? I might tell you about the book I just finished earlier in the week. It's called How Children Fail. By John Holt. It originally came out in like the early 1960s and then he wrote an update in the early 1980s and I have to say it's one of the better books I've read in the last few years. I guess, <clears throat> well I'll, I'll read you his central premise here. Let me find it. Um, yeah, right here at the beginning it says, why do they fail? As in schools and in children. They fail because they are afraid, bored, and confused. They are afraid, above all else, of failing, of disappointing, or displeasing the many anxious adults around them whose limitless hopes and expectations for them hang over their head like a cloud. They are bored because the things they are given and told to do in school are so trivial, so dull, and make such limited and narrow demands on the wide spectrum of their intelligence, capabilities, and talents. They are confused because most of the torrent of words that pours over them in school makes little or no sense. It often flatly contradicts other things they have been told and hardly ever has any relation to what they really know, to the rough model of reality that they carry around in their minds. And this is kind of where he goes from. It's like the system maybe is set up this way. The kids fail because they're bored and confused and afraid. And how they cope with that. He talks a lot in the opening section um, about, you know, strategy and and fear and failure is they're constantly reacting out of fear. Um, they don't want to learn. He, he calls them producers uh, as opposed to being a thinker. The ones that just produce information just to get the terror and anxiety to go away. So that's been... An interesting insight, because you know that that is true for some of our students. You, when you, if you're being honest and you look at their face when you're asking questions around class, they're they're dodging your eye, your eyes. They're trying to do anything but get your attention because they don't want to answer because they feel like you're, someone's going to jump down their throat uh, if it's even slightly wrong. Which I've noticed that for years, and I have to I fight all the time just to tell them like. I'm interested in the conversation, and this is a history class, so I don't know that we could argue that there's one correct answer for, like, example, how World War I started. There's, like, lots of reasons, and we can talk about those reasons, and maybe you could argue that one reason is more important than the other, but that's starting to get into more of an opinion-based area. But it's been so hard the last few years just to get that kind of conversation going, because you can tell they are deathly afraid of having an opinion. Because I, I don't know. I don't know what happened in their previous social studies classes or, or earlier in the day in one of their other classes. But it's so disheartening to try to get through. And he talks a lot about that, that, that producer mindset and how they flat out will cheat. And it's it because we're playing a different game than they are. Us teachers, we think we're just totally doing knowledge-based things only and getting them information. Like trying to drop it from my head to their head. And... He argues, and I have come to agree for many, many years, that's ridiculous. There's so many ways to get knowledge. I am just one of them right now. And uh, it's 
it can be frustrating when the teacher when the teacher um, expects you to answer their answer, <clears throat> especially when he talked about the part of, you know, we assume there is one right answer and that um, you're going to get told you're wrong, unintelligent, dumb, ignorant, or at least made to feel that way when you don't get the answer that the teacher wants. Um, which I've always noticed for a while that I, that's probably where I frustrate my students because I, I just want a conversation. Uh, especially when I used to teach the AP, uh, an AP course, I had some students who were basically like, what's the right answer? I'm like, this isn't a math class. And this isn't a multiple choice test you're preparing for. This is an essay. Um, as long as you can back it up, you have options for your answers. I mean, that's the style. But that, that concept just went over their head. They They rejected it. They couldn't. It almost caused them a whole other level of anxiety and fear. As much as I tried to reassure them, it's fine. We can just talk about this and figure it out and come up to some conclusions that you feel like you could support with evidence successfully in an essay. But no, it was mean old AP teacher won't tell me what the answer is so I can copy it down on an essay. So... I, uh, he goes on and talks about in you know what real learning is like. He uses a lot of math examples because he was an elementary math teacher back in the early 60s. Uh, and then he talks about how schools fail and how we set up systems to maybe encourage this boredom and confusion and fear. And I, uh, I found myself agreeing with him a lot. And I, I hope in this time that you have that maybe you can... Um, come to get a chance to read this as well uh, I think would be highly helpful because if I'm being honest in the end and I'll sum up with what he said is the kind of students we are looking for um, because I, I guess well I'll just read his words it is not the subject matter that makes some learning more valuable than others but the spirit in which the work is done and if we can remember that well well here's here's what he says We'll begin to get students. Students will become the kind of person we need. The kind of person who seeks and finds meaning, truth, and enjoyment in everything they do. All their life, they will go on learning. Every experience will make them mental, make their mental model of reality more complete and more true to life, and thus make them more able to deal realistically, imaginatively, and constructively with whatever new experience life throws their way. I mean... Man, that not that a goal? That my students can go out and function even without me in the end. I think, I think that should be our goal. And as I get back into the classroom, maybe next, next fall, how, how am I going to adjust to get that goal? To reduce the fear and the boredom and the anxiety and the confusion and increase their self-sufficiency. And... I would encourage you to do the same, and I'd encourage you to read this book, How Children Fail by John Holt, and as always, have a day.